0: are out tonight in let's be frankland oh my gosh you can see them all here on the red carpet oh here comes one uh right now one of the stars is is coming up to me uh excuse me sir sir is that you matt Sparacino of the book buddies
1: why yes, it is, Frank. Thank you for having me. It's such a special night. I'm so excited to be here, and it's an honor to walk down the Let's Be Frank red carpet. Have
0: you been nominated for anything? Uh, best dressed. Best dressed, of course, of course. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, could you
1: could you uh, could you describe my my red carpet look? Sure. Yeah. You've got a
0: beautiful sequin gown on right now. Um, mm-hmm. And it also has a tiara that matches.
1: Thank you. Yeah. That's very accurate. Thank yeah. you, Frank. You look great. You look really good. I appreciate that. Yeah, you're welcome. But like I said, best dressed.
0: Oh, and here comes uh, Let's Be Frank's bad boy. Uh, the <laughs> the the frequent guest of from the opposite of indifference is that Mitch Lerner there put, put your phone down don't point that at me don't
2: <laughs> one second Frank sorry don't point your phone at me when I'm walking on this carpet okay I'm not here for your photographs god da- hey Frank how's it going
0: I am so sorry about that Mr. Lerner um,
2: it, it, it's fine you know wow the,
0: the two kings of let's be Frank Finally, here together, side by side. I mean, only here in Let's Be Frankland, could this be possible?
1: That's true. That's and you know the people have been clamoring for it. So it
0: will
2: not stop clamoring, frankly.
1: <laughs> well, welcome, boys. Uh, I'm
0: so excited to have you both uh, here together. Finally, the 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 meeting of two worlds, and we've got a great show today. The three of us. Boy, we love going to the movies. Uh, this is, you know, um, uh, for those who don't know, uh, I am Frank Severich. I'm the host of the show, and uh, today we're doing a little special uh, feature. This is this is the Sevrich Cinema Club, the Triple C, mm. the Sevrich Cinema Club, and we're discussing today the 2022 Oscars. Uh, ever heard of them? Uh, the Academy. <laughs> Uh, has and and wants you to to watch these great films and we've watched uh, some of them Uh, and we're here to talk about them we will not be giving any spoilies until the very end you will you will have uh, all of your um, uh, we want to make sure that you know everybody who goes to see these movies can go in not being afraid that you know, or or you can listen today without being afraid that they're going to have something spoiled if they if they're planning to see these movies. We really respect that. You know, we like to joke a lot on this podcast, but we we're not going to joke about spoilers.
1: Okay. Um, let me let me let me say one thing right up front uh, about Spider-Man No Way Home because no, never mind. <laughs> um, no, but something for real on the on the spoilers thing just to, to like kind of set the parameter, like we are going to talk about, like, we're going to talk about the movies, like, sure. Oh, I like this performance or this was cool or this or that. So like, if you don't want to know anything, maybe that's
0: sure. Yeah. you
1: know, you know, but like when it comes to like plot stuff, I think, if just you- don't, don't add me. That's all. Yeah, don't we're not saying,
0: we're not
2: saying, we're not saying don't listen because we,
1: Desperately need
2: the listeners. Oh, please, uh, what we please are listen. saying is don't complain about it.
0: Yeah. Listen and don't complain. And give well, us your or money. Yeah. or of
2: you are, yeah, <laughs> are going to complain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, write it on the $100 bills that you're sending in, the <laughs> Frank. <laughs> write your complaints on that American tender and they will be circulated.
0: That's,
2: <laughs> it will get to the right people.
0: That's right. That's right. Um, Boys, 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 boys. Uh, wow, another year at the movies. Kind of, Whew. kind of, <laughs> kind of another year at the movies. Um, uh, 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 we're we're uh, the Oscars are coming up at the end of the month. We're recording this on March 14th. The Oscars themselves are like on the 27th. I think is that right? Does yeah, anyone know? It's like
1: two weeks out. Yeah, yeah, that something like right.
0: that. Yeah, so we're two weeks yeah. out right now. Uh we've seen a number of the films. Mitch Mitch over here is Mr. Uh, Goody Two Shoes. He's seen all the best picture nominees and plus like a bunch more. Um I did
2: all of my homework.
3: Uh a lot more than we did.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, but I actually I actually started going to the movie theater again uh this year, like in the in the fall or something. Uh so So it was actually, it was like, I'm glad that this came up because it just so happens that we're doing this, but I was actively going to the movies this year, which was such an amazing, like, welcome back. And like some of the experiences in the theater, I think actually impacted how much I liked the movie or not, because I was able to give it my full attention and see it, you know, on these massive screens.
0: I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. I haven't gone back to the last movie I saw in theaters was the rise of Skywalker in the end of 2019.
1: That was was enough to just turn you off on movies forever.
0: (laughs) No, I'm going to go back. I want to go back soon. I'm, I'm ready to go back. Uh, it just hasn't happened yet. And, um, and I, I'm very jealous. I, we'll, we'll get into it. But there are definitely some movies on this list that are like, oh, man, would be so much better served if you were, were, were in a theater. Uh, how about you, Matt? Have you been back to the theater yet?
1: I have been back a, a couple of times. I don't. Yeah, I haven't seen any of these movies, but I've been back for a couple of like the, the big mo- like the blockbusters. I saw Spider-Man a couple months ago. And just last week, actually, I saw the Batman. Um, oh, nice! I think those are the only two that I've actually been to theaters for.
2: Oh, very cool. Very cool. My very my cool. first movie back was uh, Venom Two. <laughs> Oof. Let uh, there be carnage. Which, yeah, which was such a great like trash movie theater experience. <laughs> um, just openly like guffawing with other adults while a kid played a video game in front of me. At the movie theater, on his phone, and his parents kept muting his phone, and he kept turning the volume back up. So after like 20 minutes, the parents just stopped trying to mute it. So I was just hearing these like sonic rings the whole time, like Bing, 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 and it it had no effect on watching Venom. I think I got the same exact.
0: It probably against it. If
1: anything, probably made it. I was going to say of. Of all the movies, like, yeah, I don't. I, we watched that a couple of weeks ago, and I feel like that wouldn't really uh, hurt it too much. You know, it's not like you were in there for, I don't know, what like Power of the Dog, one of these super serious movies.
0: Power of the Dog yeah, would be really, you know, it, it
2: provided some much needed context for some of the things going on in Venom.
0: Although <laughs> I will say, Power of the Dog, I know he said no spoilers, but Power of the Dog, it was weird when Sonic showed up. That was weird. Oof. But
1: but that was weird. But
0: it fit the the story and the narrative. You know, I wasn't yeah, sure no, how they, they were m- going to thread that needle, but they really did. They made it work. It. Yeah,
2: yeah. It wasn't just gratuitous sonic. <laughs>
0: right, right. No. It was
2: grounded excited.
1: and real. Yeah. I'm excited to see kind of where we go in the in the Power of the Dog extended universe, you know.
0: The Dogiverse.
1: The Dogiverse, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> well, Power of the Cat comes out next year.
1: Mhm. Yeah,
0: and then what's the third one?
1: Uh, cat versus dog. Cat
0: versus dog.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: and they have to use their powers against each other.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cinema's yeah. oldest enemies. That's
0: right. That's right. You know what would have been a fun one to see in theaters that I'm bummed I, I didn't get to see. I still haven't watched it. I think maybe out of out of sadness for having missed it. Godzilla versus Kong. That would have been so much fun last
1: year Was that last year? Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Last year. Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, I I I missed that one, you know. I don't did, did you see Godzilla 2?
0: Yeah, you Matt, you and I saw both of those movies in theaters together.
1: Oh, really? I we saw the Brian
0: Cranston the... Godzilla and he then we saw the second
1: one. And then we saw the I second one, it. I think
0: for your birthday?
1: Oh my god. <laughs>
2: You saw this movie for your birthday party and you don't remember
0: it?
1: (laughs) No. Who is the star of Godzilla Two? Millie
0: Bobby Brown. Oh yeah. And Godzilla. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's right there in the name. (laughs) Oh yeah. We're really, we're hitting all the, all the big ones, you know, Venom Two, Godzilla versus (laughs) Kong. The Oscars are loaded this year.
0: (laughs) Well, let's, let's get into it a little bit more. Um, uh uh overall impressions this year i mean what are you guys thinking what, what were you thinking coming into this oscars season are you are you big oscar lovers are you oscar heads um you know how, how are you feeling now uh i don't know general thoughts
1: yeah i um well first uh can we should can we uh list the 10 movies
0: Sure, yeah, Uh, yeah. For Best best Picture picture? movies? Sure, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that'll actually, that'll get us into uh, uh, a segment that we're going to do right after this. So for Best Picture, we have Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. Those are your 10 best picture movies this year.
2: Very, very heavily weighted in the first part of the alphabet. That's what I've
1: noticed. (laughs) I noticed that too, actually. I did notice that. That's a a really good point.
0: Three Ds. uh, Three Ds in there, yeah. Wow, yeah. (laughs) The first half of the alphabet is really, I mean, they got a good shot this year.
1: Yeah, Yeah, yeah. We got a B in there.
0: Making some noise, yeah.
1: And the B in best picture, too, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's a a P movie with Power of the Dog. Well. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess overall impressions. And there's a I, B movie I, with Jerry
0: Seinfeld. I...
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that just about covers it. See you
1: next year, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh go ahead, go ahead, Matthew. Oh, I don't know what I was gonna say. But, oh, okay. Um, so I'll make I'll make something up. Uh, overall <laughs> impressions of the field. Um, I think uh, so. I've seen most of the best picture movies. I've seen everything except Coda and Drive My Car. Um, overall, I I don't know. I feel like uh, there's a lot of good movies. I personally didn't. Uh, so there's, there's one movie that I really, really loved, which for me was Dune. Other than that, it was a lot of like good movies, but nothing super that like jumped out at me or or a movie that I feel like is going to really stick with me for a long time. So I'm honestly, I'm like a a little down on the field. So maybe one of you guys should talk about it because I don't (laughs) want to, I don't want to bring us down because people should watch these movies. There's some really, really good movies in here.
0: Yeah, there's some good movies just, in here. I, I will say I'm going to I'm going to leave Mitch for last because I think that he'll 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 be the energy we need to get us into the next segment and, and beyond. But I kind of share your your sentiment. Some of these some of these movies, I feel like were a little I was a little overhyped for when I by the time yeah. I got to them. Um and they're overall or like it's a, it's a it's a pretty good batch, but I wouldn't say going back and looking at, looking at some years and and seeing like best picture nominees from from years in the past. You don't even have to go that far back. It's like, oh man, it was I, I think we're still kind of in the COVID.
1: Yeah, uh, I agree. You know,
0: things getting pushed out, the production schedules being weird, uh, stuff being delayed because of whatever logistical stuff. So I think that, I think that's why it's kind of a, uh, a different sort of um, uh, slate here, you know, Um, but, uh, but there were, there were some movies I really liked and and really loved. And I'm excited to talk to you guys with, uh, uh, or about Mitch, what did you think?
2: I thought, uh, well, just to hit on what you said real quick uh, Mm -hmm. about like the, the, uh, pandemic and all that sort of stuff, the COVID stuff. I I think that's partially true, but another big part of it is that the streamers are so involved now. Yeah. Uh, So you've got some like mid budget and you've also got some like pictures that got really high budgets that like otherwise may not have been greenlit for such a high budget that like hit in a particular way and was a risk that paid off for them so like the market is changing is just as far as what's out there so we might be entering a point in oscar noms where it's like they're not you know all of them aren't going to be like the quote important movies right Mm -hmm. like um don't look up is a i mean that's kind of a weird example because it is like very much a message movie but it's also a high budget comedy that like is kind of wild to me that it got made on the scale that it did Mm -hmm. um and um you know and then you've got uh a lot of these that were released i mean coda is an apple movie um and you know a lot of them yeah yeah um man uh i'm glad that got made like there's there's a you know there are two sides of this where there's like so much stuff where you turn on Netflix and you're like, "Oh my god, why are they saturating me with crap?" But there's no way that Macbeth would exist without that market also being there. Uh, so it's 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 cool that the range of movies that are getting best picture nominations and that are just getting made, including like decent but not great romantic comedies, are starting to get made again, and like that's mm-hmm. awesome. Um, so like Godzilla versus Kong. yeah yeah Yeah. godzilla versus kong you know that that sex scene at the end was graphic
1: (laughs) hey mitch no no spoilers man
3: (laughs) sorry
2: sorry no spoilers
3: no spoilers
1: (laughs) yeah i i i I agree with you i think um i don't know it's interesting looking at this list there's kind of a like half the movies which are streamers like don't look up power of the dog and then the other half which i think had more kind of traditional theatrical releases um and like a, a couple that, like I mentioned, Macbeth, that that's not nominated for best picture, but it got a, a few nominations. Tick, tick, boom is another um, like recognized movie that didn't make it in a best picture, but it's also from a streamer. Um, yeah, it's like this weird time with things. Um, and I, I I just want to say, Frank, what you said a few minutes ago about stuff being overhyped uh, for you. I I feel like I ran into a lot of that with this list. And maybe that's why. I do feel like a little like eh, about some of the movies, um, which, it, you know, maybe isn't fair. But yeah, I, I was thinking that in future years and this will never happen because I am <laughs> always like busy and I, I don't get out to see enough stuff. But I wish that I'd seen more of these movies before the nominations came out. Yeah. Um, the only one I did see, I think, was Don't Look Up. Um, because like to you, so the big example for me, Power of the Dog, that's the movie that has the most nominations, uh, more than any other film. And you know, I knew that going in. I knew that when I sat down to watch it. It uh all four of its principal actors are nominated in one of the acting categories. So, like going in, I was like, Great, like this movie's nominated for a dozen Oscars, and the acting is gonna be incredible. And I had these high expectations, and then watching it, I was like, "This is kind of boring." <laughs> so, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's it's funny how how that kind of stuff can really shape how you perceive something. Perceive a movie. They didn't
0: nominate the dog, though. They they nominated all the actors, but they didn't nominate the dog, which I think is. um, Anyway, okay, uh, <laughs> dumb joke, terrible <laughs> joke, I'm so sorry. Let's move on. We're gonna do a, a brand new segment here on Let's Be Frank for the for the Severage Cinema Club. We're gonna do Mitch's Movie Mountain. Now to explain this a little bit, Mitch has uh, taken the liberty, uh, the, the duty, the responsibility of taking these Best Pictures uh, nominees as he has seen all of them. And he is going. He is breaking them out into tiers. So we're going to go from the bottom all the way to the top of the mountain with these tiers. Uh, Mitch, uh, I, I I lead you. You are our our Sherpa. Lead us up, Mitch's movie mountain.
2: All right. Yeah. Make sure you've got your uh, uh, your crampons on your boots because we're going to walk all the way up here through mm-hmm. some murky terrain. You want me to put crampons uh, on ice. my boots? Yeah, yeah, man. Um, do do it. Get get all that moisture into your shoes. You're gonna need okay. them for later when we're in the deserts of Arrakis on Dune. <laughs> You're gonna need that moisture. Uh, so make make sure to to, to carry that with you. Um, so uh, yeah, so I, these are these are arranged in like three tiers of uh of movie and i just want to say right at the offset uh that uh i would happily work with any of these filmmakers
0: uh (laughs) i want to (laughs) oh yeah we're all available yeah this is that's a really good point yeah yeah
2: you know if it if it sounds like i'm being dismissive of a movie it's just you know in comparison with other movies that are also great so uh don't be offended james cameron um (laughs) Do I assume directed one of these monsters? <laughs> um, all right. All right. Um, so so from the bottom from the bottom to the top, my tier three um, is uh, the power of the dog, don't look up, and West Side Story. Whoa! Uh, so, okay. I, and I want to make like a disclaimer here. West Side Story was an incredibly made film and it was like beautiful to watch. I just, I don't really like the source material.
0: Mitch hates musicals.
2: I don't, well, we'll get to Tick, Tick, Boom, which I really enjoyed. Oh, cool. Um, But but for whatever reason, West Side Story, like it was an incredible achievement. The colors were incredible. Like we'll get into it later. Like I really liked a lot about it, but as an entire movie watching experience, it's just like Sondheim's never really done it for me. So yeah. that's you know that's that, um, and then so the that's the power of the dog. Don't look up in West Side Story. Tier two, which is just that big middle of the pack here, is Nightmare Alley, Coda, Drive My Car, and Belfast. Um, I I thought all of those movies were like there's some stuff I loved about it, some stuff that I thought was um, uh, not perfect about them, but uh, but like they're all worthy nominees i don't know um maybe these are the ones that i just don't have the strongest opinions about where i'm like all right they're right in the middle um but uh but i liked them better than tier three um and then so that was nightmare alley coda drive my car and belfast oh shit um king richard is also in there king richard's on the top of it but king richard is in there uh so at the top of tier two is king richard Uh, And then uh, my final tier, tier one, where uh, uh, you better have those crampons on your boots because we're on the snow cap of the mountain. Um, We've got uh, Licorice Pizza and Dune and also a movie that was not nominated for Best Picture, which I needed to put in there because The Worst Person in the World was the best movie that I saw this year. I would say, I would rank it as, the Worst Person in the World, Dune, and then like a little drop-off, Licorice Pizza, were my top three movies of the year. And like, it blows my mind that The Worst Person in the World wasn't nominated. We can get into that later, but as far as the nominated movies go, Dune and Licorice Pizza are my tier one.
1: Wow, that was, that was phenomenal. That was very moving, Mitch...
0: very well done. Thank you so much, <laughs> Mitch, for doing that. Um, Mitch deserves an Oscar. Mitch deserves an that. Oscar for that, yeah.
2: I'm fucking exhausted.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mitch, what was, what was, what was at the bottom of tier three? What was your last?
2: Uh, the power of the dog. Yeah. Okay. Really let's like start. It. Let's start.
0: I there. love it. Let's start. Let's there. get into it. Okay. So power of the dog, as Matt said, we are not going to spoil. We're not going to spoil any of these movies. So we'll you,
1: spoil it later, but not right now. We
0: are going to have a spoiler section at, at the end, end of the podcast. The you will be very warned when that happens. Okay. Um, let's talk about *Power of the Dog*. So, for those who haven't seen it, just like a, I'll do a, like a one sentence intro yeah. or summation of what it is, and we can rotate who does this for each movie. *Power of the Dog* is a movie about a, um, like a western cattle farmer slash rancher who, um, uh, has ha, has has some secrets. And uh, he is um, uh, struggling to keep his family together, uh, kind of amidst a very bleak 1920s, uh, brutal Montana life. Is that an accurate summation of what that movie is, guys?
2: It might as well be because it, <laughs> the. The pacing just about matched it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Frank, who, uh, because I think this would be helpful um, in like describing this movie, who directed it and who is like the star of the movie?
0: Jane Campion, I believe is how you pronounce her name, uh, directed it. And then Benedict Cumberbatch is the star of this film. We've got Kirsten Dunst. Uh, and up all over the place. Mm-hmm. Dunst gets drunk in this one. Uh, oh, yeah, that's I don't think that's a spoiler, but uh, because she just does it at one point,
1: she gets drunk. Um, Dunst is
0: Jesse drunk. Plemons is in there, Jesse Plemons. nominated real life
1: couple Plemons and Dunst power couple
0: there's a there's oh yeah a, another guy in the movie it was, it was i it was the first one i saw because all the nominations had come out and there's 12 nominations i was like ah power of the dog gotta see this movie and then i watched it me and my fiance and then at the end of it we were like huh okay like that was
1: pretty yeah, good was fine yeah
0: yeah yeah um I, it's very patient. It's very. Um, the score is fantastic. Great Johnny yeah, Greenwood what are, score.
1: What did we like about the movie? Because I liked the movie. I liked the the score as well, and I liked um, the I, landscape it, it was photography. For me, it yeah, was it was well directed. There was some beautiful, beautiful landscape shots, and and not just that. I thought, I, I thought she, I thought it was well directed. Like it definitely like built tension. And, yeah. Um yeah. It was, it was a
2: beautiful movie. Yeah, it
1: was gorgeous.
0: Um, oh, yeah, and the was, ho- uh, Hog Alert, Hog Alert, you get to see Benedict Cumberbatch's uh sorry, I didn't mean to pronounce his <laughs> name wrong there. Uh Benedict Cumberbatch's hog. You get to see his hog for for a second in this one. So,
1: a second, yeah. not not long enough. The Not the duration. only hog, not the, the only duration, hog we get to hog. see.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You get that oh, old yeah? pause button involved and you can take a look as long as you want.
1: <laughs> That's true. This is one of those Netflix movies. So you can pause, you can rewind, you can you can do what what me and Kira did, which is stop watching the movie halfway through and <laughs> watch it later because it was too boring. You it's all in your hands with the power of the dog. <laughs> uh yeah.
0: What what did you think about
1: it, Matt? Have I not made that clear? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think we're all no, kind of on I, the same page, yeah. I, uh, I'm, I'm probably being a little too hard on it. Um, cause again, I, I think expectations had a lot to do with how I, uh, felt watching this movie. Um, I guess for me, so the, the way I described this movie after seeing it was a, a couple of things, the first thing, and a lot of this had to do with like the setting and the time period, but it felt like off-brand there will be blood a little bit yeah like here's this like angry like just this angry repressed alpha male guy who's lashing out at people and just being a dick all the time um <laughs> but it it also felt like so I, I found out after the fact this movie is adapted from a book um and one of the one of the many nominations it's up for is best adapted screenplay. And I haven't read the book, so I don't I, I can't comment too much on that. But watching especially the first half of the movie, it felt like it was like a um like a paint by numbers Oscar drama. Mm-hmm. Like there were all these kind of like sort of generic seeming elements to it. And like characters would have these conversations where like I could tell it was really serious and like the, the the conversations were like super weighted and had all this subtext but also listening to the dialogue I was like what the what are what are they even talking about like it takes a long time for the movie to sort of be about something which yeah. isn't you know a movie doesn't really have to be necessarily but it um i don't know it it I, I just had a hard time investing in it obviously it it didn't really hold our attention and i will say um I think the last act of the movie is a lot better and there is yeah. like some payoff of your patient. Um, and again, what, we'll, you know, we'll talk a little bit more specifically about that later on, but yeah, it left me kind of cold. That movie is sort of interesting because it's,
0: it's the only one of the ones that I've seen where basically the whole movie is about what happens in the last five minutes or so, you know, which is why we're being careful about spoilers and stuff because it's, yeah,
1: it's this sort is of, the most spoilable, I think. Yeah, of the yeah. movies.
2: Yeah, I, I to an extent, I don't know. I it's not. I'm not going to say that like I saw everything like coming, but I wasn't surprised by anything that happened. Sure. I'll say that. And the um and part. So part of my distaste for it after watching might have had something to do with like all of the the dialogue about people like not understanding what the movie was trying to do or like trying to go back and like follow the breadcrumbs. Cause to me it was like the, the reason that I was, it's my number 10 movie is that I just felt like it's a very straightforward movie that tells you exactly what's going to happen. And then it happens and you're like, why did it take us two hours and 45 minutes to get here? Like there's, I, um, I don't know the, uh, but it's, it's a beautifully shot movie and all of the performances are really good. And I know like Jesse Plemons, there's been a little bit of like, should this guy have been nominated for that part? He didn't like, right. So I disagree. I actually really liked him in the movie because I think he like, as a character played some things close to his chest and did a really great job like acting subtext without a lot of lines. Um, so, you know, I don't know. I, I appreciated all the performances. I think it's just like, it didn't, it didn't to me amount to much and probably in the, in the time that the book was written it was like hugely revolutionary and like a really important story that needed to be told. And it probably didn't merit as long of a movie as it, as it ended up being. Yeah. Um, And also just bad vibes, entire movie, horrible vibes.
0: Oh, it's very (laughs) tense and uncomfortable. And, and yeah, it's, I don't,
2: I don't mind a bad vibe movie. If there, if it's like, you know, exciting and stuff like nightmare alley, horrible vibes the whole way, but it was fun. (laughs) Like this, this movie was just horrible vibes and no fun. It was like being stuck in the car with someone who's had like two drinks and is talking about their ex and they're driving and it's a long fucking drive.
0: Mitch, I told you not to bring that up on the podcast. I'm sorry about it. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, me bringing it out into the open, I think, is a way to forgive you. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, all right. You guys got anything else on Power of the Dog? I feel like I, I think I don't want a dog it. file on, <laughs> on this movie.
1: I, I think we should save it because the one other thing um, that I, I comes to mind for me is the Sam Elliott thing. Um, yeah. But that that belongs, I think, in the spoiler section of, about, okay. of this. discussion.
2: Can, can we all just say disavow, disavow, disagree, disavow? Like,
0: although there, was one, said, on there was one thing that he said, there was one thing that he said that I agreed with. He, he it was all bad, except he did Look. bring up. Why are we filming a movie? This movie takes place in Montana. Why is it in New Zealand? Why are they filming it in New Zealand? It's weird right. to make New Zealand, Montana. I'm sorry, it's weird. I don't
1: buy this. I don't buy this weird argument to, at all. I is think it weird it's weird. To,
0: make, is it weird to make Italy uh
2: the the Wild West? No, what? That's what the term spaghetti western comes from. Yeah. Is that but all I, of these films. I like shot spaghetti. In Italy. Uh,
0: oh, okay. You <laughs> like, no, you're right. You no, no, no. I think there's something there, but but I do like um I don't know. I like the uh Maybe maybe that's just being uh, nationalistic or whatever. But it would have been cool to see the the rugged. I've never been to Montana. I'd like to spend some time there. You know. I mean, Frank,
1: don't don't apologize. Like nationalism is very in right now. So you know (laughs) that it's it's good. You're going with the you're going with the flow. I'm going. It's. I do think there's. Uh, there's definitely merit to filming a movie on location. I think a lot of movies suffer for not doing that. Um, but like watching the movie, did you ever question that it was like, did you ever feel like, I don't know if this is Montana?
0: Well, I already had heard the Sam Elliott comments before I saw the movie. So yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I, I, it's, it's way more common for a movie to be filmed somewhere that it isn't taking place than the opposite. So like, I, again, I, I don't know. We maybe should, should save it uh, for a little bit later, but like, I, for me, it felt like um, he was looking for reasons to criticize it. Um, Oh, for
0: sure. Yeah. And didn't (laughs) seem to get the movie either. That's, that's the other thing. Uh, And yeah, sort of, made himself sound like he yeah anyway he made him sound like a a self sound like a hateful person which he's probably not but he made him sound self sound like he's like I don't know
1: I like how because of Sam Elliott's mustache and acting resume, we're all just like, yeah, like Sam Elliott, he was herding cattle in the 1920s. He knows what it was <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah, like, exactly. Like we're all just like, yeah, he's and you know, he, he probably knows better than anyone else, he but knows. he's he's just like this authority on the old West, like he fucking lived through it.
0: Well, don't look now because we're gonna talk about don't look up. Uh I did not see this movie because I did uh, not want to watch a movie about denialism after living through the last six years, and a friend of mine said I should skip it if that's how I felt. So I'm going to let you guys talk about this movie.
1: Oof, Mitch, what a uh, what do and you? And I think love Adam. Because- oh, I
0: should also say I love Adam McKay, love him. I thought The Big Short was fantastic. Vice was kind of disappointing for me, if I'm being honest. I saw it in theaters. I was sort of let down by it. I was really excited for this movie before it came out. And then like hearing stuff about it, I was like, I don't know if, I don't know. I don't know if this one's for me. So, yeah.
1: Uh, Mitch, why, why is this in the third? We got to name these tiers, tier three, two, one. Uh, Maybe uh, like it, love it, like it, love it, gotta have it. We could do the old. Yeah. Okay. There you go. It's it's,
2: the like it tier. Um,
1: Yeah. Yeah, So again, like
2: it tier then.
1: Like Jane, Jane Campion, Adam McKay cast us in your movies. They're not bad. We just like them. Yeah. Um, so this yeah, was, exactly. this was in the like it tier for you. Don't look up for me is a lot closer to the top. So what did you think about this movie?
0: I, I like. it. Oh, can lot you give a one it? sentence um, summary for people who haven't seen it? Oh, Yeah. Uh,
2: so uh, Leonardo DiCaprio plays um, a, uh, you know, a star scientist, an astronomer, someone who, who, you know, and a a teacher, professor, and uh, he and his his student uh, end up uh, finding that there is an asteroid that is going to uh, hit the earth, and there's really nothing that we can do about it. Um, And they have to then go to uh, tell the president uh, and and let, you know, the national security apparatus know. And uh, the president, who's played by uh, Meryl Streep, is very dismissive. Um, and basically, politics and greed get in the way of stopping this uh, asteroid that is falling towards the sky. And it is a social commentary uh, comedy about that. Um, so the asteroid is a stand-in for climate denialism and for... Um, you know you could say for anti-science people about the um uh, pandemic as well, but the movie was planned before the pandemic. So sort of an evergreen premise there. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, it yeah, what you what'd you think watching the movie? Uh,
2: so so I like a lot about it. I liked you know generally generally the message. Um, I thought it was pretty funny at times. Um, my one critique about the movie that I think sort of like sums up why I didn't love it is that um, if you're making a movie that's premised around the public being stupid, you're probably going to end up talking down to the public when you make the movie.
1: And I feel like he
2: did. Um, And it was just like a little bit dumber than it should have been. And also um, there were some like Netflix isms about it uh that I uh uh wasn't crazy about I mean like they had so much money for special effects and like the special effects were like wildly all over the place um and uh I, I I don't know um it just it felt like it was hitting the hammer over the you know it was what hitting the nail on the head a little bit too hard and so again sort of by the end of it there are no uh there it all of the all of the juice had been squeezed out of the movie, and then there was still a bunch of movie left. Um, so that's my that's my critique of it. Um, but like, but I had a pretty good time watching it. Like, I it, it, I liked it all right. It was you know, and I appreciate that there's a comedy being made at that scale about uh, mm-hmm. what it was about. So like, you know, and I love Adam McKay. Um, but like, to me, it just like. I don't know, felt cheap at times.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's, that's totally fair. I think what you're saying about um, it's sort of punching down a little bit is very true. Um, I also agree. I, I think it's definitely a good thing that um, whether it's streamers or like traditional movie studios, it's good to see a big budget comedy get made period. Um, Cause that's not something we see a lot of, anymore uh, at least not recently um i had mixed feelings about this movie when i watched it um and then like as i was kind of going through the list of everything i'd seen last night and kind of coming up with my own rankings and seeing what i what i thought it it just kind of kept creeping higher and higher and i think part of that is um This movie's been pretty divisive. I think a lot of people feel the way that you feel, Frank. Um, Either they don't want to watch it or they did watch it. And they were like, I did not like watching that because it, you know, it it brings a lot of stuff up that's uh, that is kind of like wrong with us right now. And like stuff that's broken in, in America. Um, So the, the, yeah, the, the movie is, is kind of crazy because, like you said, Mitch, they initially they go to the president and the government, and that doesn't work out. And then they try going to the media and just putting their message out directly. That doesn't really work out, and they they just kind of continually run into these barriers uh, to people who are just kind of will do anything to shut out the reality of what's happening. Um, the reason I think that I have kind of come to like it as I think back on it. And I haven't rewatched it yet, but I'd like to, at some point, um, I think there's something to be said about movies or any art really that's like divisive or sort of provokes a strong reaction in people. And I don't mean divisive or, or controversial for the sake of itself, but like stuff that, that gives you that feeling of like, Oh, like, I don't like well, I, I, and I'm I'm going to talk about this some later, too, with another movie, but um, I don't know that it doesn't mean it's a great movie, but I do think there's something to be said about a movie that gets into those messier subjects versus a movie like um, just one of these more traditional movies like King Richard or West Side Story or even Power of the Dog. Um, so I don't know, like it it didn't always do so effectively or gracefully, but I do think the movie kind of points to something in us that maybe we don't really want to look at, but that it's pretty important. We examine and kind of confront a little bit, like something I like to think about with, with the best picture movies is like, imagine watching this movie in five years or 10 years, like, is this movie going to have staying power? I think we kind of established the power of the dog as a movie that we don't feel like really will. And this is a movie I could see people pointing back to in a decade and being like, you know, like we maybe we should rewatch that. That movie's interesting. It has some stuff to say.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I think that part of probably part of the reason that it's not higher on my list is why Frank, you didn't watch it is because I've got kind of, um, political satire fatigue um just because after four years of trump and like all the shit that's going on right now it's i the idea that it can be an effective tool has kind of been beaten out of me um so when i saw the trailer i was like super excited about this movie because um you know i mean between between the cast and i mean jennifer lawrence kate blanchett you know leo merrill jonah hill uh uh Chalamet. everyone. It, it, yeah, in it. Chalamet um, shows up. Ariana Grande. Um yeah, everyone every and everyone does a pretty good job. Like it's it's super fun and I was so excited when I saw the trailer. And then watching the movie, I just sort of like had this like horrible feeling of like, no one's going to fucking listen anyway. And I, and like, that's not a movie not to, that's not a reason not to make the movie. And hopefully in like a few years, this movie will have that staying power and people will be able to like, look at it now. Like you watch, you know, the great dictator or something like a Charlie, the Charlie Chaplin movie. And, mm. and it's like, maybe this should be uncomfortable for us to watch. Maybe we shouldn't enjoy this because it's like, you know, we're, we're a dog that just, you know, shit that is now having our, our nose put into it. And then look what you did.
0: Um, that's a good,
1: yeah, that is kind of what it feels like. power of the dog, like. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, all right. I get it. I get it. It's, it's not a fun movie, even though it's a comedy, it's not always a fun watch. Uh, I do want to shout out real quick, uh, Cate Blanchett and Tyler Perry. Cause they were my favorite part of the movie. They play like, uh, yeah. I guess like morning show hosts, like kind of like a morning Joe type show. And they were so funny and so good. And I, I mean, I don't know this, but I, I think pretty clearly like improvising a lot and having fun with each other. And they just played it to a T like there were a lot of good performances. Meryl Streep was great. Um, Leo, maybe not one of his best, but it was interesting because he's kind of playing. Um, he's like playing against type a little bit. He's sort of like a schlubbier guy. Um, but yeah, Blanchett, who's in another one of these movies we're going to talk about. She really stood out.
2: It, yeah, I I agree. Her and Perry were my favorite part of the movie for sure. They were great. Well, um, uh.
0: uh um, Mitch is calling us, in from New got? York right now and and you're on the east side right I am you're on the lower east side but there's a story from the west side that I think we need to talk about right now because uh, that was the other movie in the like it category west side story uh, Matt do you want to give a one sentence summary of west side story
1: uh yeah uh why don't you frank because you watched it super recently i mean it's romeo and juliet
0: yeah 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 i i can (laughs) i can probably uh uh, i i surprisingly uh, i had a lot of notes coming out of this movie i did not anticipate (laughs) this um but uh, I, I like West Side Story. West Side Story is uh, based on a musical from the 50s. Uh, there's a film from the 60s. Uh, and then this is Spielberg's uh, essentially recreation. It's not a remake. It's, it's, a, it's a totally new take on West Side Story, uh, so much so that I went back and watched some of the original one uh, today. Um, and uh, this one has a lot to say about uh, gentrification. And uh, like the slums of New York and, and sort of demolishing buildings, it t- kind of takes place in like the wreckage of uh, these slums being taken down, which is uh, pretty, pretty cool uh, setting for the, the movie to take place in. And it really has to do with it. Like Matt said, it's it's the story of Romeo and Juliet, but it is told from the street level so in romeo and juliet they're like very status and 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 rich and powerful families west side story it's from uh two warring um factions in the west side of new york uh the jets who are the white kids who are you know uh run the gamut uh you know um but are all kind of lower income uh, Having a hard time sort of thing. And then the sharks who are the Puerto Ricans, uh, recently immigrated to the country. And it's all about the tension between, uh, the Puerto Rican community and the white community and who owns the turf and all that stuff. Um,
1: but it's a love story,
0: but it's a love story. So one of the 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 a, a girl from the Puerto Rican community falls in love with uh, one of the founders, of the Jets. Um, it's an amazing musical. It's fantastic. It's Sondheim. It's Bernstein. It's. It's unbelievable uh, the scoring. Um, when I heard Spielberg was directing a remake of West Side Story, originally I was I was like mad about it. I was like, why Why is he doing this original film? And he actually makes some like great choices. He he casts an uh, all Latinx uh, uh, cast for the Puerto Ricans instead of having like Natalie Wood and brownface, which is what they do in the 1961 uh, production uh, as Maria. Um, it's it's pretty bad. Uh it doesn't hold <laughs> up great. Um and uh a lot of the spanish dialogue is 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 there um and is not subtitled. No subtitles. Uh, yeah, no subtitles. Re- really really yeah. nice. Um it was beautiful. The music was great. The choreography was fantastic. Um I actually when I first started watching it I I have a note in my notes that's like is this is this my best picture this year? Like I didn't I didn't I didn't think I was going to like it this much and by the end of it kind second. of it kind of lost me a little bit um mm. I felt like Kushner was doing a little too much Kushner wrote the Tony Kushner wrote the 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 script for the adaptation of this um and I feel I just felt like there was a little too much like talking and explaining versus like the music and the songs and the story um by the end of it but I thought it was pretty good I liked it that's really all I have to say about it. Unless anybody else wants to go into anything on West side story. I, the the I, cast I is amazing. Like they found a newcomer yeah. for Maria, Rachel Zegler, who's yeah. fucking great. She's going to play snow white and the next snow white. Oh, really? Movie. Yeah. that will oh, be great. I, I, and, uh, the woman who plays Anita is fantastic. She's nominated. um, uh, they make uh anybody's uh like a trans character they make lots of choices in this that are interesting and uh they 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 totally change the dot character uh, Rita moreno is that character now uh, you know one of the only members from the original cast that i know of that's back and and has like kind of an expanded role um so they do a lot in it and it's 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 it's, it's um it's good but i i I I wouldn't say I I loved it, but it's good.
2: It's good. It, it it's I thought it was technically almost perfect. It was. Yeah. It was, and like the achievements in. Uh, Long shots and all of the choreography was incredible. The colors on screen are amazing. Beautiful. Um,
3: yeah.
2: Yeah. Some of the some of the arguments in like the um, uh, tiny apartments played really well. Then you've got like you know the the grand street scenes and everything, and it was I mean just fucking amazing. Like Spielberg can make a movie.
3: Yeah. Um,
2: yeah. You know, I just the music's not really for me.
3: And that's, and
1: that's yeah, yeah. yeah, and then, I mean that kind of that'll do it. You know, it's it's a musical. There's a lot of music. I I have never seen the the old film, and I I, I know the music kind of. You know, everybody I think kind of knows some of the songs, whether you realize it or not, because it's just one of those things that's really embedded. But I am not, or was not, super familiar with it going in. And yeah, I I liked it. Like the music uh, like it's not my favorite musical, but it was good enough that it let me enjoy the things about it that I really loved, which you guys have mentioned. The direction was awesome. Spielberg is, uh, is nominated for best director. I, I mean, I don't know. We're not really here to predict who's going to win. I've, I've been trying to kind of tune some of that stuff out this year, but I think he would be super diver- deserving because he did an incredible job. And then the performances, um, uh, Rachel Zegler, is that her name? Mm-hmm. The girl who plays Maria. She was fantastic. She was so good. Um, the, the woman who played Anita, you've already mentioned, uh, um, yes, yeah, thank you. She was fantastic. Um, and then the guy, is it riff? Who's the Mercutio guy? Yeah.
0: John Mulaney. I thought, <laughs> I thought riff looked yeah, a lot he- like John Mulaney. <laughs> And sounded like yeah, yeah, that was distracting to
2: me. He was guys.
0: I'm glad you saw that too. I have a note that I'm like, is riff John Mulaney? Like what's going on right
1: now? <laughs> that would have been an interesting choice. Yeah. He was good though. Wasn't he? He was great. Yeah. Great riff. Yeah. And yeah, it was, it was really great acting. I, I'm really surprised. I, I don't know if I can say I was surprised because So Best Actress category, we've talked about this a little bit already pre-recording, but I haven't seen any of the performances in Best Actress. Because something I realized watching these movies is uh, none of those performances are reflected in the Best Picture category. Um, So I I haven't seen any of them. But the fact that she wasn't nominated felt strange to me. Who
0: wasn't
1: um, nominated? Rachel Zegler. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Because oh, oh,
0: oh, oh. yeah.
1: she was, and again, I, I don't know. I I kind of already regret saying this because I feel like when you say something like that, you gotta be like, oh, well, this is who I would bump out. But I mean, she was fantastic. She was so good. Yeah. Um, great. And I I felt the same way. I know we're gonna get to Licorice Pizza later, but I felt the same way about Alana Haim, who's the star of that movie. Like, yeah fantastic performance, but anyways, yeah. West side story. I liked it was, it was up there for me.
0: West side story. Um, let's go to the love it category now. Uh, I believe the next one is nightmare alley. Is that correct, Mitch? That's all right. right. We, we've all seen this one. We are not going to spoil you this one until the end. Uh, so you all are good, but Kate Blanchett, isn't it? So that's, uh, I guess a little bit of a spoiler. Um, that you could get from looking at the poster. Uh, do do one of you want to give like a one sentence summary of what nightmare alley is?
1: Uh, yeah, it's, uh, so it's a remake. It's a remake of a movie from the forties of the same name. Um, it's directed by Guillermo del Toro and, uh, stars Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper is this guy who kind of has a mysterious past and he, Becomes at the beginning of the movie, a carny, he like joins a carnival and starts working at the carnival and eventually sort of goes from like, just being like an extra set of hands, helping out to someone who's actually learning how to do some of the performance aspects and, uh, basically becomes like a, like glorified grifter, I guess, uh, would be a good way to put it. Um, Like a mind reader,
0: clairvoyant type.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's playing the part of, yeah, exactly. Like reading minds and um, kind of like calling up spirits from the dead and claiming to commune with the dead. And um, yeah. And it, it's sort of about his like rise in this world and what it does to him and his relationships. And, you know, being del Toro, it's got some sort of horror and fantastical elements too. Um, yeah. Did I miss anything, Mitch?
2: It's basically a a carny Twilight Zone rags to riches story. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's, great. yeah. that's great. That's great. That's <laughs> great. It it reminded me uh, of the Prestige a lot at mm-hmm. times, especially in the second half. Um, yeah, no, that's a good way to put it. Uh, it's it's
2: super. I thought it was super fun. I saw the black and white version in the theater. Oh, cool. I know they released that later and it was it really fit the vibe of the movie. Yeah. Um so oh, I haven't wow. seen it in color. Um but I thought Willem Dafoe should have been nominated for a yeah, Best Supporting He actor. was great. He,
1: he was, was he was great. great. Yeah.
2: He was really um, good. He was
0: doing a lot of work in that.
1: Another another great cast, Tony Collette. She didn't have a a ton to do, but she's in this movie, Blanchette, obviously. Um, Yeah, I agree about Defoe. It's funny you say that about black and white, because I watched this movie after watching um, Belfast, which is in black and white. And my like immediately from the first frame, I was like, oh, this is so great, like so colorful.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, guys, Um, ask me, ask me my review on Nightmare Alley. Frank,
2: what was your review on
0: Nightmare Alley? It's pretty good.
1: Okay. I agree. That's, yeah. that's
0: how I felt about it. Like it was pretty good. Afterwards, Chelsea, my fiance was like, what'd you think of it? I was like, it was pretty good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah. Like I feel like, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't see shape of water a few years ago, but I've seen a lot of his movies and I, I feel like it was kind of exactly oh. what I expected. Hog alert in this one too, though, you
0: get to see Bradley Cooper's hog. Really? What was that? In the bathtub. Oh, you well,
1: but what about the water?
0: No, it's it's <laughs> float it's floating around in there,
1: floating oh. around. Yeah, <laughs> I did not notice. Yeah, I did not a floating, floating hog.
0: hog. Yeah, floating <laughs>
1: hog. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah, it was good. I agree. Yeah.
0: Uh,
2: I I liked I liked that it was nominated. I'm I'm mm-hmm. not sure it would have been nominated if Guillermo del Toro wasn't the director. Like I don't know. I agree. I think yeah. some people might have sort of tenure. Um. Yep. But I'm really glad it was just because it's part of like the expansion of genre films getting nominated. Um so I'm just really happy that it's in the group and even though I agree like I I enjoyed the movie. Okay. But like um uh, I'm really happy that it was nominated.
0: It was really fun to spend some time in like that 1920s, 1930s like carnival aesthetic like a, carnies and roadshows and all that sort of thing. It's like, it's really fun. And we haven't had a movie like that, um, in a little while. So, uh, that was really, really fun. Um, yeah.
1: what else we got?
0: What else we got? Well, um, I mean, speaking of, uh, 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 Hey, wait, Matt, uh, Matt <laughs> ask me, yeah. ask me how production was on nightmare alley.
1: Uh, like production design is that what you mean no like the, like the, the oh like, oh frank yeah. how was how how did production go for nightmare alley
0: i heard it was a nightmare
1: Ooh, all right is that pretty good that was
0: pretty good nightmare alley has to be <laughs> like a euphemism for what they would call like where like a carnival yeah. like the freak show would happen or something right
1: they, it the, it's referenced in the movie, yeah. but like briefly, I, that was something that surprised me is that more, the title like, of the
0: Nightmare Alley, more like my butthole, you know what I'm saying? Sure. That's the real Nightmare Frank,
1: Alley. So, sometimes, Frank, I, I purposely don't sell your jokes just to kind of see like how you get out of it. Sure. Like, <laughs> you know, where you're going to go with it. Sure. Yeah. But, um, but that was, that was, and that's where uh, I got, that's where you got, that's it. where I got with it. Yeah, Mitch. Oh yeah. Frank, Frank just dropped some good butthole jokes on us. It's <laughs>
0: the audience didn't know this, but Mitch went to, to go pee for a second. Um, uh, yeah, they may have noticed something was up. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. That's my, that's my fault. I outed you Mitch. I'm sorry.
0: No, that's okay. That's,
2: that's all right. I have a little hot tip for you, a little bit of hot Hollywood gossip for you all the way out there. Mitch Lerner has a weak bladder. <laughs> Production budget skyrocket just to let this guy <laughs> stop. We've we've missed the golden hour shot like a bunch of times just because this guy's got to go pee.
0: Golden uh, hour in more ways than one. <laughs> magic, magic hour. Oh no. What have we done? Oh no. Well, uh, let's get into what I've heard is a delightful picture that only Mitch has seen. So I, I don't think we'll spend a lot of time <laughs> with it. But Coda.
2: Yeah, uh, so Coda is about um, a, uh, a Coda who's a child of uh, deaf adults, um, and she uh, likes to sing. Um, let, me just, let me start this again. Uh, so Coda is um, a movie about uh, a family where the parents and one of the brothers is deaf, and the only person uh, who's not is the daughter. And, um, she has sort of a, uh, coming of age story of, um, uh, wanting to sing in school while her family is, um, very like working class, um, uh, fishermen, uh, off of, uh, you know, in Massachusetts. Um, so it's this like, these two worlds that she's in uh, her world at school where she can sing and like, is like loving doing that. And, you know, has a romantic interest with this boy and then also the world of her family in which uh, they've come to depend on her for uh, interpreting, um, interpreting them to the, to, you know, the non-deaf community and uh, their needs in their like fishing business and the sort of tension between that as she's reaching college age. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's what CODA is about. And it's a movie that, um, <laughs> these these middle movies, these love it movies, I, like I, I sort of, I, three through seven is not like, it's not exactly like, I like this one more than that one than that one. They're all sort of grouped in there. Cause I thought Coda was was really good. Uh, the performances again are are almost all great. Uh, and uh, Troy Katzer who plays the uh, the father in the family, uh, I think he, I think he will, he should win best supporting actor. He's incredible. Mm. Uh, Marley Matlin plays, uh, the mother in the family. Um, and it's, it's a really moving movie. Um, there are a couple of like cliches and tropes in it that like frustrated me a little bit and some, some plot hole type things that are just there. But I think the movie, uh, is is sweet enough and um uh a sort of honest enough in a way even with those things in there for it to overcome it and it's just a it's, it's that's a movie that like show your parents you know your mm. parents are gonna love it and it's good for kids it's like all all the generations can watch that movie and uh it's very it's pleasant it's moving um i have it in the uh mid-tier not the top tier just because there are some like just massive writing things that I can't quite get past. But I think like people will generally love this movie.
0: What I heard is that it is, uh, it's a movie you've seen before. It's like a coming of age story, but the context in which it takes place, you haven't seen before. You haven't seen, you know, a hearing child in a, in a deaf family who's like their primary you know, ways of interacting, you know, and, and, and that, that is, that's really the the pleasure of watching that movie is it's a new way of telling a story that you're familiar with. Um, and it, it, it's worth seeing for those performances and such.
2: Yeah. And all, all three of the actors who are playing deaf people are deaf. Um, and the daughter who sings, uh, sings beautifully, acts well, learned sign language was on a, fishing boat with them oh and it turns out I found out after the movie she's English Wow! and she wasn't nominated for best actress well crikey so governor I don't know <laughs> <Josh, laughs> no I don't know what the hell that was about um, but uh, but she should have been nominated I'm glad Troy Kotzer was because he was awesome and you know there's a moment in that movie where like if you're not crying you're probably dead <laughs>
0: um well speaking of other cry movies that might make you cry drive my car i believe was next in your rankings uh this is a movie mitch and i have both seen uh i put you on the spot for the last one so i'll try to do a one sentence synopsis on this and honestly i think that this is one of those movies where the less you know going in the better uh i it's a movie about a man in japan who is an actor and his relationship with his wife and um, dealing with some trauma and yeah, it's a, it's a long movie. It's like three hours, but it's beautiful. It's in Japan, some beautiful landscape photography. There's some really cool language stuff in it. Um You know, other than hearing Japanese all the time, which is great, but they have they have uh, Korean actors in it. They have uh, Korean sign language in it. They have English in it. So there's some really cool um, language switching uh, in the movie. It's based on a Murakami uh, uh, short story who who's an author I loved, which is why I really wanted to see this. It's a 40 page short story that they turned into a three hour movie, which kind of feels like they took like all the like expediency of, of what I assume is like, you know, a short story that kind of moves along pretty quick. And then, and then kind of teased it out like in reverse for this movie, which I think is kind of interesting. Um It's, it's a really lovely, like kind of odd couple story. Um, A lot of people dealing with like some pretty dark things. It's not a movie like power of the dog where it feels really long. And it's like, when is something going to happen? Cause like things happen in it. Like there's, moments where things move forward and things change and all that. Um, And I really liked it. I really liked it. I thought it was, I thought it was really nice. Anything bad on my, um,
2: as far as like summary goes, uh, no, I think you, you got it. Um, my feelings about the movie were that it was, um, really, uh, you know, beautiful movie, really well done. Um, Like with a lot of great, we talked about this a little bit, a lot of great acting stuff in it. There's, you know, there's waiting for Godot is in there. There's a lot of stuff about Chekhov and like some really interesting stuff. I couldn't get over the fact that like this guy should have been playing uh, Astrov, not Vanya. Um, Yes. Just just based on like age and type. And I was like, what is happening here? Um, But, uh, but it worked so much better thematically that he was playing Vanya. Um, But the, no, the movies, the movies, great and it's just a very yeah very slow like um uh very slow uh slow moving but like sort of pays off and and there's emotional payoffs and everything and i like one thing i couldn't get over watching it though was like i'm like how how was this how was this nominated for best picture and the worst person in the world. Not because like, mm-hmm. I love that it was a, a foreign language film that, that got in there. Um, but like, if it was going to be one, I cannot believe it wasn't the worst person in the world. Um, but I don't know. Just, yeah, this movie was very good.
0: Yeah, that's very good. And I think we should move on to another very good movie. Belfast. From our friend Kenneth Branagh yeah Kenneth <laughs> why don't you take it away
1: all right then uh no I've never seen it I, I don't know what he sounds like I uh um, yeah I'll give you a quick uh quick old Belfast um this is an interesting one because I I was not a big fan of this movie, Mitch. I think you liked it a little more than I did. But Belfast, would you is, have it in the
0: like it tier for you?
1: Yes, Belfast. Um, Belfast, I think, is at the bottom of my rankings. Was it Bell um,
0: slow or was it Belfast? Like
1: it wasn't slow. It's, it's actually okay. so. <laughs> Honestly, I had sort of made up my mind not to watch this movie, and then I saw it was 90 minutes, so I was like, all right, whatever, I'll watch it. So many of these movies are like two and a half hours to three hours, so I was like, I'll just knock it out. Um, But Belfast is uh, written and directed by Kenneth... Is it Brana Brana, Brana, Whatever. That's
2: the guy. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's the guy. Um, And it's basically like an autobiographical story about his childhood. So he grew up in belfast in ireland in the 60s and that's what the movie's about it's about this kid who's like um i don't know eight or nine years old um and it's a really simple movie it's it's just about the kid and his family he lives with his parents his brother and his grandparents and it's just kind of like a coming of age story and it takes place during the Uh, troubles which is not a historic event that i'm super familiar with but from my understanding it um, was like this conflict that this internal conflict in northern ireland that went on for i think several decades between catholics and protestants and between um, I, i don't know what the terms are but folks who want Ireland to be part of the UK versus folks who wanted Ireland to be more autonomous so it's sort of like seeing this like violent conflict and this time of tension through the eyes of this child it's also in black and white um yeah it, it was a fine movie I I sort of made up my mind that I wasn't gonna like it because Branna sort of I haven't really seen any of his movies but for some reason I have this dislike of him i don't really know why um but yeah I, I was just like i don't care about this movie i don't like it was not a gilderoy lockhart was,
0: fan i i take it
1: i i mean god i not well, a big that's a whole nother,
0: not a big that's a uh, whole, chamber uh, of
1: secrets a whole other story but i don't really like any of those movies very Whoa. much um and honestly, I, I know this because I looked up his IMDB page, but I could not have told you that he was Gilderoy Lockhart. I had no idea. Um yeah, beautiful movie, very well directed, um, great like composition. Also, we've talked a lot about landscape photography, but this movie's got uh a lot of that as well. I don't know. What Mitch, what'd you think? I know you liked it a little bit more.
2: I liked it. Yeah, I, I, I did. I, I won't belabor like the, the point on it, but basically it's, it's this high up there for me because, uh, it made me weep. Um, Aww. I, I found something really, really moving about the entire movie. Um, you know, this, this people's lives are in danger. The neighborhood is in danger. Uh, um, uh, and there's, there's real, uh, sort of like illogical, almost civil war happening, around this family and throughout the entire thing you have the whole premise of the movie is adults pretending things are okay to get their kids through it so mm. the sort of um gulf between the world in which you think it is as a kid and what it really is and the horrors mm. around um uh, were so moving to me and to see adults really struggle with how to, uh, relate these things to their children and what to keep from them and what not to keep from them. And to have a, uh, young kids exposed to this level of horror, uh, in spite of like, you know, grade a all-star parenting, um, was just like heartbreaking to me. And also they're like, you know they're in debt they're very poor um and you know uh the the grandparents what's going on with them is just is so is so moving um judy dench who plays the grandmother and one of the and her the person who plays the grandfather is incredible too but like
1: it's uh, the, kieran hines
2: yeah he's incredible um
1: king king beyond the wall
2: Oh, ah, oh well oh name. yeah For the game of
1: thrones know, caesar that.
2: Um, ah, from Rome. Yeah. Oh, oh, that Julius Caesar. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, that that that's all I have to say about it. That the the sort of adult childhood dynamic through the eyes of a child, end of innocence thing, all of that that's in the movie I thought was done really well, and it just like really pulled at me the whole time. I was like a mess this whole movie, which shocked me. Oh, wow. I was very surprised to have that happen.
0: I love that. That sounds like a like a delightful surprise to to go in and kind of not expect much, and then to have this like profound emotional reaction. That's that's beautiful, Mitch. Can you cry yeah, now on this? Tell, podcast? Don't tell
2: nobody, okay? Don't tell nobody. <laughs> I got the reputation I, to maintain.
1: <laughs> the one other thing I'll say: this movie had a killer soundtrack. The music was great.
0: Spice girls? Oh, Spice girls yeah. in it?
1: Yeah. Spice girls, uh, some of the early stuff from the 60s. <laughs> um, yeah. No, it was it was fine. It was a, a I think that says a lot about like kind of, I don't know, how much like your attitude or or what you bring going into a movie can kind of shape how you feel about it. Cause like I said, I kind of had my like walls up and I was like, I don't want to like this movie. I'm not going to like it. It it was a totally fine movie. It's honestly, it's I think probably kind of like a difficult movie to like strongly dislike. But um, I don't know. Like uh, autobiographical black and white movie. I kind of was the whole time. I was thinking like I saw this three years ago, and it was called Roma, and it was much better, mm. which was basically like the story is a very different kind of tone of movie but um yeah i don't know
0: yeah well that's fair um uh let's let's shift over uh and doff our caps uh to the king king richard uh this is a movie i haven't seen uh one of you, do you want to uh uh summarize uh this motion picture? <laughs> uh, what the okay. hell is going on? I-, I don't know. My uh Zoom just closed and then reopened and it said recording in <laughs> progress. Uh oh, wow. So let's hope that our recording is still intact. <laughs>
2: And these are the kinds of things that 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 the father of Serena and Venus Williams had to deal with every day. The, the trials and tribulations of life in Compton with unstable Internet uh, as he uh, shepherded his family. Using nothing but his own uh, grit and ambition, uh, from uh, fr- from a a poor neighborhood in Compton, California, to the the top of the 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 mountain of of wealth and achievement, uh, based on uh, 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 scraps and and tennis prowess. The end.
0: And you're referring to, of course, the movie Dune. Is that, did we do it? That's the movie Dune, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously. Uh no, that's King Richard. I did not see this film. Uh, what'd you guys think?
1: I liked it. I liked it. It was um, it was good. It's basically like a sports movie slash family drama, I think maybe like a good way to put it. But it was it was a movie that had like a lot of heart. Um definitely has like heartwarming moments. It has a really great lead performance from Will Smith and great performances throughout the movie. Like uh, the movie is mainly focused on him, his wife and their, they have five daughters, but specifically the two daughters who are Venus and Serena Williams Um, and Venus in particular uh, gets a lot of time in the movie. So yeah, like great performances. It hits a lot. It's kind of like a, I don't know. Like when I say it's a sports movie, it kind of follows like some familiar beats. Like if you've seen a lot of those kinds of movies, but uh, really well done. Like really well acted. Um, yeah, supporting supporting turn from uh, from John Bernthal, which I thought he was awesome and like worthy of a nomination himself. He plays. Uh, the girl's tennis coach kind of in like the latter half of the movie and um, I don't know if uh, I don't know if people he's not like a household name necessarily but he was on Walking Dead for a while he's played like a number of Tufts and Scorsese movies and it's kind it of like a Punisher. tough guy type yeah. he's the Punisher right and he was totally totally different guy like very kind and like generous guy in this movie and it was really cool to see him in that kind of role, um, yeah.
0: All right, and that's King Richard, which yeah, gets us cast. Was- oh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead, Mitch. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> Please go ahead.
2: No, no, that that's no, that that's fine. <laughs> um, no, yeah, cast cast was awesome. Um, I I don't know. I I think uh, Angelou Ellis, uh, who played the mother, was like phenomenal. Yeah. The girls were great um and um and there's really like there's really like nothing to dislike about this movie like y- you might have some priors uh about like will Smith that like could cloud your judgment of it I think uh like it, it, like there's some people who really don't like will Smith um and
3: who doesn't um, like will I, Smith?
2: I think I think he's uh, sort of <laughs> I I don't know I've heard I've heard I've heard things i've heard that people don't like him not like in show business or anything i don't know anything but there's a lot of people who are like you know just sort of done with it done with his vibe kind of i think that stretch of movies like mm. a few years ago like people were just kind of tired of him but i think i think he was so good in this movie and he he plays a guy who's like not someone who Will Smith normally plays like like that is a flawed character that he plays and he does it yeah. really well um and uh, I don't know this, if, if you were to call this like a sports movie instead of a family drama, I would put it up there with like, remember the Titans in like one of those things where it's like, oh, I didn't even want to like this movie and it was great. <laughs> um i wanted to i liked king richard I, I had nothing against it going in but like i remember remember the titans watching that and just being like oh another stupid sports movie but and then like holy shit that was awesome um, so good and that's sort of how i felt about king richard it was just there's i i don't i don't understand what there is not to like about this movie
0: wow gotta yeah, watch king richard it's it a very like enjoyable movie. And
1: ace when they made this movie uh, that was, that was something I didn't, I didn't get actually, which was the title. I, and I, I, I was waiting during the movie for there to be like some speech where like, I, you used to be king of this or, or for, um, for Anjanu Alice to be like, Oh, King Richard, you think you're all that? Like, but there was never any reference to it. Mitch, do you know why this movie was called King Richard?
2: I mean, I think, I thought, I thought Barenthal maybe says something about that as, you know. Yeah, uh,
1: I might have just missed it.
2: Like, you know, oh, hate to just. But, but I think that, I mean, the point of it is, is that he, he has this, you know, plan or whatever and is going with it and is so convinced of his own um, uh, idea and this like impossible dream. And he just goes and goes and goes and he, he, for better and worse doesn't listen to really anyone throughout the movie until he absolutely has to. And, and it works. And so like he, uh, he treats others as though he's the King, um, whether or not um, his like place in the world would affirm that uh, self-regard and it ends up working out for him.
1: Okay. I like that. And the other thing is, you know, it's, uh, we don't know what's going to happen, but it seems like finally we might get someone, um, to win best actor while doing the accent from the water boy. (laughs) And, you know, it should have happened for Sandler uh, a quarter century ago, but it it seems like it might finally be time. uh, Is he doing a Bobby Boucher in this one? he is he's and he's i mean it's i i think he sounded good and like it's it's um i honestly i i do think that if i were voting i probably would vote for him for best actor it's for me it's between him and one other person who we might get to a little later but um but yeah for the first 5 minutes of the movie i was like oh okay will smith is we're doing like a little bit of oh i got to go to wake or like stuff like that um <laughs> so yeah no it wasn't it wasn't like stupid comically over the top but yeah he's doing a louisiana like bayou accent
0: that's funny wow well uh let's let's move on to our gotta have it category shall we gentlemen this is the top of the mountain here let's uh do it. this wouldn't be on the top of my county mountain licorice ew i would i wouldn't even have that in the like it zone Licorice Pizza, on the other hand, hey, now that sounds like a winning combination for a movie. And this is a movie I have not seen yet. So uh, Mitch and Matt, tell me, what's this movie all about?
1: Oh, let me, here, I'll I'll synopsis this movie because I can, I think, do it pretty succinctly. Uh, Licorice Pizza is written and directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. It is a coming PTA? of a, PTA? It is a um, coming-of-age slash will-they-or-won't-they romance film about a 25-year-old woman and a 15-year-old kid.
0: Cool.
2: Yeah, so we can move on now, right?
3: That's- <laughs> Uh,
2: uh, and and, and, uh, and we're not going to explain why, but we loved it.
1: Um. <laughs> well, that's that's uh, <laughs> that's the thing. I I didn't love it. I didn't gotta oh, have it. Really? This and yeah, and this is why I was uh, uh, looking forward to talking about this movie. So I, I just watched this movie last night. Um, it's the most recent watch of all these, and I, I've been thinking about it a lot today. Uh, I like read some reviews. I listened to some podcasts and, um, I don't know, I, uh, the way I described it just then maybe is a little reductive, but uh, that's what the movie is about. And it, there's a lot of really great things about this movie. It's well-directed. I think this, the screenplay is really good. Anderson writes great dialogue. That's true in all of his movies. Um, and there's kind of like a, uh, so it, it takes- It's
0: Philip Seymour Hoffman's son too, right?
1: Yes, yeah, so, and that's, that's, that's cool. worth mentioning. I'd like, I'd, like leads, to, I'd like to see him. Yeah, the leads are Cooper Hoffman playing the the younger guy, which is like you said, Philip Seymour Hoffman's son. And then the other lead is Alana Haim, who um, is a musician making her, her acting debut. So it's two, both of them are in their first film ever, I believe. Um, and they're both really good. The The performances are really good. There's some other big names who show up in the movie for like shorter scenes. Um, the movie has a very like loose kind of uh, like episodic vignette sort of style. Like it, it sort of meanders from thing to thing and um, is kind of just like a, a movie that's taking its time and just sort of hanging out. You're just hanging out with the characters. And I, I love those kinds of movies and I love PTAs movies. And I, I desperately wanted to love this movie, but I was thinking two hours straight about the fact that it's about a 25 year old <laughs> woman and a 15 year old kid. Like, I mean, and I don't want to get into like what, actually happens because there is a lot of will they won't they and it's kind of like a movie about flirtation and stuff but um but yeah i just i couldn't really get past that all right mitch what did you think you know
2: i understand that (laughs) um there's i think i think you can you can make a lot of great parallels between this movie and this didn't actually crystallize until to me until you were just talking right now, which is why I was like raising my hand, like an annoying kid in class. Uh, (laughs) But the, um, uh, I think this movie is like the exact opposite of the power of the dog. Um, In a lot of ways, they're similar. They're, they're long. Uh, The, the plot is not super linear. It's just um, sort of like, being with these characters and seeing what they're about and seeing how they interact with each other and how they're going to navigate the situation or that, that situation. Um, uh, but here's some of the opposite things about it. Uh, the vibes, immaculate, great vibes, the entire movie. Um, like you want to be hanging out with these people. I was sad when the movie was over cause I like could, was going to stop hanging out with them. Um, the, uh, uh, one thing that's similar, the soundtrack is incredible. Uh, but the, but also like in that there's not a lot of plot. So much happens, and as you're getting sort of jerked between uh, this thing happening and that thing happening, I was never bored. You know, it, it never it never felt like sort of so slow that I was like, "What the fuck is this movie actually about?" Or like okay I get that they're together but like does that matter I never really questioned it it just sort of like went with it throughout the whole thing and it was so much fun and it's PTA so the directing and the cinematography uh all of it was just like really, really wonderful. Um, and the performances were great. Like that's a that's an argument for him to be best director is he got these two performances out of people who had never been in movies as their leads and like nailed it. Um I don't I don't think he's gonna win, not that we're doing predictions, but like I I would watch Licorice Pizza uh again and probably sign up for it a week later. Like I just really enjoyed like the ride of that movie and it never bothered me that it it doesn't really there's not like a uh uh traditional story arc destination.
1: Yeah, I I mean I I agree the vibes total opposite of power of the dog like very loose and uh, probably the most like fun movie out of everything we've talked about. Um yeah. I mean, I, I think that's probably true. Um, yeah. I, like I said, I wanted, I really wanted to love this movie. And the, so the movie is about and grapples a lot with like, is this okay? Like the character of Alana, like voices that out loud multiple times. Like, I don't know like if I should be hanging out with this kid or what's going on, but I I don't know I just something that bothered me so much about the movie was uh, I feel like it could have been about the same thing if they had just like brought them a little closer together and maybe I'm too hung up on the number like 25 and 15 but Um, I I looked it up. So Cooper Hoffman was, uh, I think, either 17 or 18 when they filmed this. I was like, why didn't they just make him that age? Because, uh, I don't know, when your movie has me Googling age of consent laws, like, (laughs) it's just not, not... it's not really where I want to be. And I I've talked to a few people who have kind of said like, Oh, well I just kind of pretended that it was different or that he was actually 18. And it's like, okay. And I could, you know, I could probably go back and watch the movie with that in my head and enjoy it more, but th- that's not what the movie is. I-, I don't know. I thought it was weird because Hoffman, um, you he's like with a group of friends throughout the movie because his character. So to give some context, his character is a former child actor who's sort of aging out of it. He's an entrepreneur. He has a little bit of money. He's his character in a lot of ways is more mature than Alana's character who is sort of like, I don't know. It's sort of like a, like a mid twenties loser. Like she doesn't really have a job. She's living at home. She, has all this stuff. Um, She's the youngest in her family. Whereas uh, Cooper Hoffman's character, which by the, by the way, his character is named Gary Valentine. Great name. Great name. Um, But he's the older brother who takes care of his younger brother. So like, there's, there's these things that kind of um, like in a lot of ways, his character is actually more mature than hers, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like watching him, yeah, I, it felt like it was um, provocative to a point beyond what it needed to be to make the same point and tell the same story.
2: That's that's fair. Uh, I think there's also part of it with the maturity where like and this this does like get into, uh, y- you know, murky territory here, but like um, it. He is also, uh, just from a physical standpoint, like a pretty massive dude. Um, You know, he's like six foot and burly, and she is like very small and petite. So you never really feel as though he is in danger because of her. Um, And he is is very much... There's...
1: No, sorry, go ahead.
2: Yeah, so you never... He's, he is sort of leading the way on a lot of these things. And she is like, this kid is so dynamic. I can't believe I'm following him around and doing these things. Um, And so, so that's an element of like the, the equation, I guess. I just wanted to flag where it's, um, it's, it it is complicated, but I think in watching, in watching the movie, it didn't like uh, take me out of it.
1: Yeah. I, and that's, uh, I guess kind of those speaks to to the same thing again, though, because I, I wanted to bring up the same thing that he is a bigger guy. And when when they're in these scenes with like his other friends who are the same age who are kind of like helping him run these schemes and he's like a hustler, he's always getting into some kind of shit. He's a very charismatic guy, very charming, very confident, but he is like clearly older than the other kids in the movie who are playing his friends so again i i was just like and I, again he was 17 or 18 when they filmed it so I, I i don't know i just thought it was weird that he was aged down a few years like i i i guess i just didn't get what the point was other than to um make me uncomfortable, which it did. And it, I said this about don't look up earlier. I think, <laughs> I think there's, um, I think there's something to be said, like the art that makes you kind of grapple with stuff and like, think about things like it, it was a, um, effective movie in a lot of ways. It, it got me thinking as much as any other movie I've watched, but I just couldn't, I just couldn't get past it. I just like I spent the whole movie hoping that one of them was going to be like, oh, I'm actually this old or I'm actually this old. And, um, you know, no spoilers, but that's if you don't watch the movie and wait for that, because it's not going to happen.
0: It sounds like it made you as uncomfortable as if there was actual licorice on my pizza. Great name. Great name, by the way. It is a do, good you guys know, really do you six guys six, know yeah.
1: licorice pizza, what that refers to? Because I Terrible pizza. <laughs> I Googled it because I didn't know, but it's slang for vinyl records. Licorice because of the color, pizza because of the shape.
0: Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Oh. How fun is that? Cool. Yeah, I like that. I love that. Yeah. Licorice pizza. Well, from licorice pizza to the sands of Arrakis, we've gotten to the top of the... Uh, of mitch's movie mountain um I, I i uh let me say one thing first which is as soon, pretty i think i was seven minutes into the movie i was like i think this is best picture um do we, i haven't seen all these movies do we obviously all,
1: do we all have dune number one it sounds like it. I do With,
0: like by a mile, yeah. like for me, at least it's.
1: Dude. Yeah, I agree. It's,
0: Dude. it's so its own thing. It's the, it's the only movie that I saw that's like so clearly like, uh, and it has its faults. I'm not saying it's like the perfect movie or my favorite movie of all time or anything like that. It's just like, it's so clearly like a, 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 a vision that is like, Unlike anything else that is on this list, or anything else I've seen, anything else it, ever, it is, yeah, it's it is spectacular. I, <laughs> I, my, I was uh, dog sitting for my dog this weekend, and it was just me and him, and he was he was sad that his mom wasn't there, so he kept like getting up and looking around, and the doom soundtrack is like very loud and angry and it was really it was it was it was like spooking him so i had to like turn it down to like four and i still fucking loved this movie and and thought it was incredible i i loved it i loved dune Uh, oh uh it's a adaptation of the novel dune it's about a family uh who is who is sent to run this planet uh, called Dune planet Arrakis where they mine spice spice is this very valuable resource in the galaxy. And um, uh, it's, they, they sort of know going into it that it's a trap for the family that, that has been it's, set.
2: It's Game of Thrones, star Wars mm. yeah, on an epic level, which goes without saying, but it's basically the first half of a sci-fi book staple that is a, and it's it's a space opera. Yeah. Uh, and it plays it totally straight all the way down. Uh, there's no winks or nods to the camera at all. It is just living in this like, Epic scale of um, these these space the space aristocracy and you know the uh, that the stakes are incredibly high and um, it just leans right the fuck into it the whole time and um, the the scale that this movie operates on is uh, unlike maybe anything I've ever seen.
0: It's amazing. Zimmer is, Hans Zimmer is the composer. He's going so hard in this movie. All the actors are going so hard in this movie josh brolin I, I just have a note in my phone that says brolin <laughs> With four exclamation marks after it but you could have done that for any of them they're yeah. all amazing oscar isaac is amazing chalamet is amazing uh his mother what's the name of the actress who plays his mother i'm blanking on it I right can't now remember but she's she was fantastic she's she's excellent i've read dune and the this movie was a more clear rendering of what is in the book than what was in the book in my opinion
2: i was that's able am- to
0: understand the story some of the subtleties of the story better watching it than when i read the book
2: that's amazing and i'm so glad you've read the book because i had nothing going oh in. wow I hadn't read the book hadn't seen the first movie you know the, the first time that on film. Um, so I was coming completely just from scratch and, you know, I had heard about like, I, I kind of knew like worms Sand and worms. Spice yeah, as mm-hmm. like, those were the two buzzwords I associated with, with Dune, uh, and went in blank and just like loved it as much as you did. So that's like, that's another point to the movie.
0: Well, and it, if I'm being honest, I don't love the Dune book. I was like, Oh, this is like cool or whatever but it wasn't like it wasn't like a favorite for me or something the movie i loved (laughs) i thought it was fantastic i thought it was really excellent and um it a lot of the story with his mom i felt like was more clear what the purpose of her like order was in the movie than it was in the book. I think, I think they did a better job outlining it at the book. Cause at the book, they're just kind of dumping you in like in the middle of the action and you just kind of have to keep. So the first 50 pages, you're like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> but you just kind of have to keep going, you know? So um,
1: I don't know, Matt, we, we haven't given you a chance to speak. What Yeah. what do you think? I mean, I, I don't know that I have a ton to add is yeah. I, I'm very, uh, regretful that we didn't see this in theaters. Kira really Same. wanted to get out to see it, but it was, I think it kind of came out sort of right around when Omicron was starting to surge. So we, we didn't see it. And um, I mean, if it ever gets re-released, I'm going to be there day one. Cause it is such a like, like movie theater movie yeah um it's so stunning it's just one of those movies that comes along like once a decade that you just see and it's like wow holy shit like that's a fucking movie that's what movies can do um the
0: character design the helmet design the costume design the language in the movie the the um and the mix of special effects and practical effects, the ship design are, yeah. it's just all it's incredible to look it's, at. It's
1: one of those, it's like Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings movies where like, you can just tell that every single fucking detail has been thought of and designed like to perfection. And the, the honestly the most notable thing I think I have to say about this movie is it's insane that uh, what's his name? He, the he, The director. It's like Denny v- Denny Villeneuve. Denny Villeneuve. Dennis,
2: Dennis Villeneuve. Vill- Villeneuve. Villeneuve. Oh no. He,
0: Villeneuve he's French,
1: bad. though. I think it's Denny Avdia. Denny Abdia, Shout out hoops. Denny Shout um, out to the wizards. But he's yeah. he's not nominated for best director, which is just insane. That's... Like, because it's it, it's such an amazing movie. I I read a couple interviews with him where he talks about. So he also made Arrival. Uh, which is one of the great sci-fi movies of the last decade. Have
0: you guys seen that movie? I fucking love
1: that movie. It's so good. And then he made, (laughs) was it the, I think the Blade Runner remake or not the remake, the sequels. And, and he talked in interviews about like, I've always wanted to do Dune. It's like my lifelong dream, but I knew I couldn't do this movie without doing other sci-fi movies. So he was basically like, I did these other movies just because I know that I needed reps to get to dune. Cause it was like such a, a Holy grail for him. And like just what so much dedication and so much time and energy put into the movie. I, it's a bummer that he's not going to be recognized for it.
0: Well, I, I can't mean, part two is going to come he, out. So, you know, yeah, hopefully yeah, he'll be recognized then.
2: Yeah. I can't believe he wasn't nominated. I actually, I've looked at these nominations a bunch of times and like was thinking about who to win and, and I've just always, I just, I guess I like my mind put his name on that list. It was to me, it was a given that he was nominated. That's insane. It's insane.
1: It's insane. insane. Um,
2: yeah. I wanted to make a comp with this one. It's funny that you did the Lord of the Rings because like the only movie that I could like think of that I could compare this movie to was Mad Max Fury road Mm. where it was another sort of just sort of like epic, lots of desert stuff. So maybe that had something to do with it, but like this completely um, uh, you know, this auteur's version of this thing where, you know, you try to explain this to anyone and you'd sound absolutely crazy, but this guy spent, you know, years and years of his life, uh, on this vision that just other people had to trust because it's this huge ensemble piece and you just never know how that something like that's going to come out and just absolutely nailed this landing of a movie that puts you in a world. And again, is completely unapologetic about it. It's just like, no, you're, you're here now and all of like the uh, the cynicism that we have in our society and the sort of ironic this or ironic that or like um, is all gone. Mm-hmm. And it's just uh, you are, you know, thrown in with these people who take everything incredibly seriously. Mm-hmm. And the movie is still fun, but um,
0: well, there's some like, jokes in there. Yeah,
2: yeah, there, yeah, there are. But everyone is so bought in yeah. in the movie, and everything about the film uh, points in the same direction of just right. everyone working on the same team. That like it's it was just such a nice relief from any kind of like Twitter cynicism or like um, uh, sort of ironic shrugging or whatever. It was just really, really uh, uh, wonderfully done and not didn't talk down to you at all and didn't make any apologies for like the scale of the thing it was trying to do.
0: Yeah.
1: Well yeah. said, really well yeah. said. That's a, I think that's a great point. I, I hope my hope for this movie, cause it is part one of, I believe two, I think there's going to be one more. So I, I hope that, you know, assuming it's on the level that this one will be, which I, I don't doubt that it'll be just as good, but my hope is that the second part will kind of get the, um, I guess to continue the analogy, get the like return of the King treatment where the first mm-hmm. two Lord of the Rings movies got nominated for stuff, but never won. And then return of the King. They were like, okay, let's give it all the Oscars.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so yeah, hopefully Denny Avdia will get his due, uh, <laughs> down the road
0: and uh <laughs> mitch I, I know you want to take a moment to talk about worst person in the world too because this was also tied for your for your top spot
2: yeah uh yeah the worst person in the world uh is uh also my favorite movie of the year that and dude i think i would have to put just as far as like a standalone movie goes the worst person in the world as my favorite movie of the year. Um, and it's, uh, an incredible, incredible movie. Uh, that's about this, uh, a woman who is just, um, sort of, she's about to turn 30. She's, uh, sort of lost in her relationship. And, uh, it's really, as far as like what it means to be a millennial in the world right now, in this moment, this movie captures, you know, uh, 2018 to 2022 uh pandemic aside even though there is the the there there is like a a little bit of pandemic in the movie um but like this movie just captures what it means to be an adult when you don't really know what you're doing mm-hmm. and the secret is none of us fucking know what we're doing um but it is told with such like Uh, humor and honesty it has uh, some of the best dialogue i've seen in any movie just Mm. like the it feels so natural and real the pacing of the movie is great the it's told in 12 distinct chapters um Mm. and uh i don't know i can't recommend it highly enough everyone involved with this movie deserves, uh, you know, their flowers and to be recognized and maybe I'll have more to say about it a little bit later, but like this, it was, I can't remember a movie I've seen that I've identified more with it not always in good ways in like really unflattering ways. Sometimes I've identified with the movie so much and, you know, it is, uh, it is a movie that's not in English and uh, follows around a 30 year old woman. And I'm watching this movie, like, this is me. Uh, You know, uh, (laughs) it is, it is just so universally true on so many levels. I like
0: it's from Norway. Is that right too? Yeah. Yeah. It's from
2: Norway. Um, And uh, it is, yeah i'd like yeah so it's norwegian it's in norwegian it's in subtitles um and i like i can't recommend this movie highly enough if you know uh and i don't think anyone's seen it uh so it's 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 fucking
0: incredible i i i really want to go see it it's it's only in theaters right now right it's not streaming anywhere yet i believe so i mean i saw it
2: at like uh like an independent film house in new york so is nice. that the only place i could find it Ooh, i know, I know. my real my real uh east coast bias is showing here <laughs> my real uh you know uh but um real coastal elite stuff happening that's right but uh but this movie is so fucking good
1: yeah, I, I, gotta I, uh, go see it. I saw, um, I, when I went to the theaters last week, I saw a poster for it and its name was in my head. Cause you had told us that you liked it so much and I was like, Oh, cool. Like maybe it's I should a great poster. Yeah. But I, I mean, I, I saw Batman instead, <laughs> no, re- no regrets, no regrets, but yeah. is it, Mitch, do you know, is it nominated for anything?
2: Yeah. It's nominated for, uh, best original screenplay, um, and for uh, best international film and it i hope it wins best screenplay it really should it's i don't even care what else is in that category it, it would blow it away
1: i bet you licorice pizza's in there
2: it, it, and and it should beat licorice pizza um and and i love licorice pizza let's see i've got the
1: screenplay right screenplays always were like the like I, that's where like Tarantino won for Pulp Fiction. I think Get Out won screenplay. Right. That's always where like the cool movie that the Oscars are too stuffy right. to really recognize gets awarded.
0: Children of Men, many mm-hmm. years ago, won for screenplay, but wasn't really nominated for anything else.
2: That 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 says a lot because that's my favorite movie of all time.
0: Yeah, so that's a really
2: good that's, movie. That's, you know, I guess I guess I'm just an, a best original screenplay kind of guy. <laughs> Although Children of Men would have been adapted. Though. It
0: was adapted, yeah. But yeah, that Mitch, one of my best all-time. This is relevant to this conversation. Best all-time double feature in my life was with Mitch Lerner. Mitch and I, during a snowstorm in Evanston, Illinois, uh, just outside of Chicago, we went to see Pan's Labyrinth. And then we saw Children of Men Jesus afterwards. Christ. It was yeah, fucking was, incredible. And I had seen Pan's Labyrinth and he had seen Children of Men. And those are, so we were those are sharing two, them with
1: each other. Two incredible movies, but that's a lot of like darkness. Yeah, um, it was. In a double it feature. Was. But yeah, I mean, those movies are both incredible.
0: Uh, amazing. Who directed amazing. Children of Men? Uh, uh alfonso quran
1: quran yeah. oh really oh Christmas, wow. of Azkaban, baby well he's he has some God much better movies than that gravity uh, gravity roma roma which i brought up roma? earlier yeah, yeah i'm a big fan of his I, I i love his work yeah he's great
0: um well, uh, we we've made it to the top of the mountain. Congratulations on the summit boys. Let's Ooh. take a, gr- a brief break uh, to, to collect ourselves to celebrate uh, us peaking on the mountain and, and, and we'll be right back.